Duh. So, like, if we get, like, a nice shotgun mic. So, you guys talk. I'm just curious. Just talk. Say something. You just want us to talk right now? Just say something. You just want me to say something. Say something in this general direction. I hate the penguins. Hello, everybody. My name is Victor. I'm here uh, doing Amateur Hour podcast. We're recording on Anchor. I'm sitting here with my co-hosts, Brandon, and I'm also here with my other co-host, Joe. Um, we're just three guys. We work together. We like talking about sports. We figured we'd talk about it with some other people and bring it to you guys. And we're just getting started here tonight. And I think the first thing that we're going to be talking about is the Super Bowl. Yeah, that was a good I, intro. I think so. Solid intro, Victor. That was solid. Thanks. You got I appreciate attention. it. Yeah. yeah. So we I got, did my best. We got the Kansas City Chiefs versus the San Francisco 49ers. We do. Yep. Most electrifying offense in the league versus... One of the league's top defenses. So one of them. One of them. Uh, I think statistically, New England Patriots held that top spot. Yeah. But Tom after, Brady's old. No, Tom Brady's old. He is old. Still good. Praise but the Lord. Old. Tom Brady also has nothing to do with the defense. Not a good year for old quarterbacks. I must not say. a good year. Yeah. yeah. In the yeah. past, there's been good years for them. This year, not so much. Tom Brady uh, still looks good, though. He does. Good-looking guy. Philip Rivers literally just said, "I'm out." Yes. Pretty much. Yeah. Yep. Pretty much. But back to the back to the Super Bowl. Back to We've the got Super Bowl. Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> yep. Um, two, good good quarterback. Yeah. He's solid. pretty good. You know, he's got a, he's got a cannon on him. I think we can all agree that as good as Patrick Mahomes is, I don't think we should be crowning him the greatest quarterback of all time yet. But we'll touch on that a little bit later in the show. Okay. Let's uh, let's break down a little bit about what we think is going to happen. In the... All right. You want to give some predictions? So I think – I'll go first. Okay. Um, I think uh, I think the 49ers defense is going to be pretty solid. Okay. Um, Hot take. Yeah. I think they're going to kind of really rise up. And, you know, old, old Patrick Mahomes is going to get some pressure. And he's pretty good in the pocket, like, scrambling around. But I think if they hit him a couple times – it's going to start to take its toll, and I think they're going to pretty much wrap them up um, pretty early on in the game. That's just what I think from what I've seen from their defense throughout the year. Um, their offense uh, was pretty damn explosive. Uh, I mean, just on the running game side with Mostert or Mostert, however you say his name, the mm-hmm. dude, four touchdowns. The dude was unstoppable. They couldn't stop him. I've never seen a playoff game like that. It was insane. Yeah. So this is Joe, by the way. The Just king so of the executive there. lunch, Jimmy G, threw the ball a total of eight times in the game. Also a good-looking guy. So, Joe, yeah, what is what would be your score prediction for this game? Score prediction? I think it's going to be a mm, – I feel like it's going to be a low-scoring game. Okay. Um, I think the Chiefs are going to, you know, I'm going to say – 21-14, somewhere around there. I think okay. it's going to be – it might be even closer to that. 49ers or Chiefs? 49ers. I think okay. the 49ers are, are going to win, I think. Because okay. the Chiefs, you know, their defense is okay. It's been something that they've – it's been a sore spot for them. They've gotten better, but it doesn't hold a candle to San Francisco's. Um, and San Francisco's offense is decent. Um, and they also have an amazing defense. So I think they're going to put a stop to Mahomes pretty quickly. See? All right. Brandon, what about you? What do you think is going to happen this game? Yeah, I think it's going to be a tight game. I think uh, 
as we'll talk about later in the show, defenses win championships. We saw it they do. twice with mm-hmm. the New York football giants against the aforementioned New England Patriots, um, stopping a perfect season. Uh, here's the issue, though. We can't negate what we saw this past, uh, the past two weeks with the Kansas City Chiefs. They were down. They looked out. They looked tired. They looked slow. They looked mm-hmm. figured out. It looked like Andy Reid was like one game Andy all Big over red. again. Yep. Big red. Big red. Um, looking like a walrus. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, God bless. <laughs> One of the most underrated coaches of all time, I will say. Yeah, for sure. He's um, a perfect example of a message not working with the team and then him going to another team and absolutely blowing it up. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Um, exactly. Here's looking to you, Philly. Um, <laughs> but with all that being said, I think that the San Francisco 49er defense is going to show out. Um, Patrick Mahomes, I don't think – the pressure is what's going to get to him. I think Richard Sherman in the backfield is going to mess with him. I think they're going to utilize one of the best corners in the game. Mm-hmm. Um, not necessarily for him to actually get interceptions, but for him to be the cerebral assassin that he is. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think Jimmy Garoppolo, George Kittle, and Mo- Mozart. I think they're going to surprise a lot of people. I think that the running game – of the 49ers is going to show out like we saw last week. I think Jimmy G is going to have to throw the ball more than eight times. Maybe mm-hmm. not, <laughs> not to, not to be too crazy, but I also think the versatility uh, and, and George Kittle being humble is going to play a big role. I just saw that um, Kyle Shanahan came out and said that he's never heard George Kittle ask for the ball. He just asked, Hey, on a run play, who am I supposed to block? I think, being that humble mm-hmm. and doing what's necessary for the team to win is going to make all the difference. I think yeah. as stacked as the defense is going to make all the difference. Um, 27, 21, 49ers, okay. six championships in the Bay area. Okay. Mm-hmm. So 27, 21, 49ers. It's probably a high score to be honest, but you think it, yeah, but I mean, again, you consider the fact that for the past two games in the second quarter, Patrick Mahomes, I believe has had 12 touchdowns. Yeah. I think they shut him down pretty quick, though. Honestly, we so we thought that right. Like we we thought that with the Titans and uh, and the Texans and the Texans that they they figured it out. And then Patrick Mahomes may well be this generation's Joe Cool. It doesn't look like anything bothers him. He doesn't look stressed out. He looks like he was born to throw a football. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Detroit Tigers, you you jacked up. Uh, you messed it up. You done jacked up. You done screwed up. If if he can do one thing, it's bring that calmness to the team, and and that could very well. Hey, for sure, don't scratch him. Looking. Um, Sorry, my arm was itchy. Uh, that can make that can again make all the difference. Like uh, Al Pacino said in Any Given Sunday, it's a game of inches, right? Mm-hmm. Him being calm and not getting rattled by. Bosa being in his face, Richard Sherman playing the Super World game could make all the difference, but I don't know. I think he's going to be too young. I think having someone like Sherman that's been there before with the Legion of Boom in Seattle, mm-hmm. I th- it's going to be it's going to be a tough game. Um, but yeah, I think 49ers pull it out. Okay, all right. What about you, Victor? So I'm going to go against the grain here, of course, and so. I'm going to disagree with both of you. Yep. and here's why. <clears throat> What I saw last week from the 49ers was one of the most 
impressive things I've ever seen. I've never seen anything like that in a playoff game. I've never seen since I've started watching football. I was born in 1996, early 2000s. I've never seen a quarterback only throw eight passes and win a game. Mm -hmm. Even with like early 2000s with the passing games not being what they are now, I've never seen that happen. Never seen a rushing attack like that. That was completely impressive. Especially against a quarterback like Aaron Rodgers and a team like Green yeah. Bay, who just somehow found a way to win all year, mm -hmm. they had zero answers that game. Even yeah. when they scored a couple of touchdowns, it was like they couldn't they stop them. Yeah, it came down to them. a game manager versus a gunslinger. Exactly. Yeah. So that's what I will say about the 49ers. They've looked extremely impressive. They've been extremely tough. Um, what was that game they played before the uh, Packers? Who they play against? Uh, the. Was it the Seahawks? No, no. Seahawks played the. Um, oh, the Vikings. The Vikings. Like they just, yeah, 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 they just completely dismantled the Vikings. <clears throat> yeah, completely made them look like an inferior. That didn't team. surprise me. Yeah, didn't surprise me either. No. Honestly, it surprised me. I thought it was going to be a lot closer of a game. I thought Kirk Cousins was going to, you know, he has those moments of being an excellent quarterback yeah. around mm -hmm. the troops. But you're absolutely right. Yeah. San Francisco 49ers yeah. made them look like a high school football team. Completely dominant. <clears throat> yeah. Here's what I will say though. Regardless of whether or not Patrick Mahomes may or may not be the greatest quarterback of all time, the Chiefs right now have just, when you think about skilled players and just weapons, no team even comes close. Travis Kelsey is. Travis Kelsey is ridiculous. Mm. Top two or three tight end in the league. Tyreek Hill, Mikol Hardman. Yeah. Sammy, having Sammy Watkins as your third option in a passing attack is pretty ridiculous. Mm. We're, we're, and then that ragtag group, right? That ragtag group of running backs just yeah. scores touchdowns. That's right. all they do. They just find ways to get in the end zone. Correct me if I'm wrong. I didn't see Shady McCoy touch the ball no. at all this past week. No. He hasn't no. been doing anything. No. Old. Old. Yeah. <laughs> They're just going with Damian Williams. Yep. Sure. I mean, Old. as they should, right? Yeah. Why not? Okay. That, that's the thing. You just got to ride the hot hand, especially in the playoffs. And yeah. as a Buffalo Bills fan, uh, I will say, Shady McCoy, sorry to see a leave, but the old. And then the other thing, too, I don't know what it is. But there's just something about that, like the quarterback being in their second year and just winning a championship. There's just this mm -hmm. weird trope this last like 15 to 20 years. Big Ben, second year in the league, wins a Super Bowl. Russell Wilson and Pete Carroll, second year in the league, win a Super Bowl. Okay. Doug Peterson and Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz didn't, obviously didn't win the Super Bowl. Nick Foles did. But in Philly doesn't get that. that if Philly doesn't get that number one seed in the playoffs with yeah. Carson Wentz bringing them to thirteen and three, they don't get to the Super Bowl, and Nick Foles doesn't even have a chance. Doug Peterson, Nick Foles, <laughs> second year. Obviously, Nick Foles was second stint there. Yada yada yada. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Patrick Mahomes came up short last year. AFC Championship. He's back this year. It's mm -hmm. his second year. Yeah. Obviously, there's probably really no real water that holds weight to that argument. No. But there's just these always these weird He's, tropes and patterns of just like not being able to get it done that first year, figuring it out that second year, and then there's a lot being of drive able to it. Yeah, like there's more a, fire. Exactly. Yeah. Now, whether or not you can sustain that ex success beyond mm -hmm. that is another thing. Mm -hmm. But it, there just seems to be this sort of recurring thing lately, where when you're in your second year and you didn't get it done that first time around, you get it done the second time around. But and the then same, people have time to figure you out. In the same, in the same coin, um, Jimmy Garoppolo has been in the league for ah. Uh, what four or five years now? It's like four or four or five years, yeah. He uh, he's technically in his second year, right? As a starter, as a starter, so as you a can starter, use that same argument because could. Patrick Mahomes is in his third. You could, you know what I'm saying? And the thing is, too, while the San Francisco 49ers have sort of, and this year just in general, you look at 
everything sways towards the passing game. Okay, mm-hmm. the passing game is king. Top five passes in this league, none of them made the playoffs. Top mm-hmm. five rushers in the league, basically all those teams made mm-hmm. the playoffs. Right. What the 49ers are doing is clearly going along with that trend this year. Mm-hmm. Jimmy Garoppolo is going to have to throw the ball more than eight times yeah. this next game. Oh, absolutely. They're going to have to – they're not going to run the ball 35 times, throw the ball eight times. And, I mean, they're if, sure their defense, try, if their defense has by far the best game of their entire life, they could. But there's just no way – I just don't see any way you can hang on to the Chiefs for mm-hmm. that long, being able to run the ball that many times. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a close game. They're going to run the ball a lot still. But – if Jimmy G starts turning the ball over and they can't manage the clock a lot, mm-hmm. it's going to be very interesting to see what happens. But look and at Jimmy a, G in, in, in New Orleans. Yeah. He threw the ball. He showed that mm-hmm. he can He can throw, throw the ball. Yeah, he, well, yeah, he definitely throw. He's a Belichick Brady like child. He can. You know who could throw the ball, though? Jared Goff last year. All oh, year. You see right, what happened Jared in the Super Bowl? Goff. You know, no, Did you see you, what happened in the Super that's, Bowl? That's, well, that's, that's against enough. the Patriots. You know, they, They're just known for absolutely – dismantling a team yeah. in the blink of an eye. That's true. It's true. But I mean, it's just Bro, that's in the tapes. But that's the thing because Jimmy G has Legend. only thrown 20, 25 balls this whole playoffs. Okay. It's not going to come into play in the Super Bowl. I think it might. I think it's going to happen. I don't think as dominant as San Francisco has been, I don't think they're going to be as dominant against the Chiefs. And I think that's going to play into the Chiefs' favor. But I do think it's going to be a little bit more high scoring than everybody thinks too. So what do you, what do you think? Your, your, I think – I think it's going to be 32-28 Chiefs. I think it's 32 going to be a little, what? 32 to 28. That okay, that's a respectable score. I think it's going to be I think it's going to be so a little think, bit more high scoring than everybody thinks. I do think that the 49ers are still going to be extremely impressive and I do think Jimmy G is going to be able to hang around. But it's just going to come across as it's just going to come down to a couple plays and who's going to win the turnover battle. Yeah. Yeah, I mean how many I'm curious how many uh turnovers Patrick Mahomes has over the well, playoffs. I don't think he's turned the ball over he at was. all. So yeah. not only is he a gunslinger, which when we use that term we think of people like Brett Favre, mm-hmm. yep. uh, a Josh Allen, five. you know James Winston. James Winston, yep. right, where they're throwing interceptions. Yeah. He's incredibly accurate with his power. Mm-hmm. And let's not forget, who did he learn how to throw a ball from? His dad, a professional mm-hmm. pitcher, yeah, yeah. not for Major League Baseball. He can throw bullets. You know. Side note, when I was younger and I was a pitcher, I bought the Nolan Ryan pitcher's Bible like to pitching or whatever. Yeah. And one of the exercises, he said, was to throw a football because you actually use the same motion throwing a football, and it helps you overhead when pitching a baseball. So hmm. Patrick Mahomes' dad being a baseball player. New York Met, shout yeah. out to the Mets. I – that doesn't have anything to do with it, for yeah. sure. Yeah. You don't need to talk he doesn't need that mediocrity rubbing off on him. But. <laughs> <laughs> so just a real quick aside. Uh, Victor's, we're, we're all different in our on our tastes and teams. Oh, yeah. I'm Pittsburgh through and through. Uh, the Pirates, you know, I'm kind of like, I'm just a passive Pirate fan. I'm over being irritated, like most. but still kind of irritated. But Essentially most. what we're saying is we need this podcast to uh, – to skyrocket so that way we can buy the Pirates. And yeah, the and make yeah. the Pirates a baseball team again. Yeah. Um, I'm a Penguins fan, first and foremost. Steelers fan. Um, and, you know, the Pirates are the Pirates of the Pirates. Who's your uh, favorite professional basketball team from Pittsburgh? Um, it has oh, to be the Cleveland you can Cavaliers. Go, you, can go on, you can go on you right You got to drive like two hours away. I don't know anything about basketball. Okay, I, fair. 
That's the one thing that that's going to be a theme is Joe literally knows nothing about basketball, NCAA, major league. Like I know names of people, major league basketball. Oh, we're actually going to be we're actually going to be talking about the European league. Okay, oh, a lot. I got that. I got yeah, that. Yeah, I sure. got that down. You know, Great. Spanish basketball. Spanish yeah. basketball. Yeah, yeah. You probably know a lot about I know. basketball. Oh, dude, I know. You know. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, we got Brandon here. He can he can introduce his teams real quick. Yeah, I bleed blue and orange. My uh, Mets and Islanders fans. So he's out of sad through. life. Yeah, tough, tough. I mean, all right, we'll get into it. Four, right. yeah. four, four cups in a row. Come okay. at me. Great. Uh, but yeah. where I deviate, I'm a I'm a lifelong Bills fan. So well, I respect I that. I think that's cool. Part of the definitely respectable. Yeah. I think that's yeah. cool as shit. Bills mafia. Yeah, interesting people. Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah. But uh, let's go Islanders. Okay, yeah. all right, Victor. So me, I you like real sports teams. Okay, okay. You also like uh, throwing batteries at Santa. Teams, pretty punching a kid. Teams with very long, illustrious, interesting histories. Mm. Yeah, Um, that's the word. Always very exciting brands of whatever sport they play. They're always very exciting teams, even when they're bad. But I'm a Philadelphia sports fan. I everything. I promise he's a good person. Eagles, go birds. Uh-huh. I'm a Phillies fan. Yeah. Well, I will say when it comes to baseball, because the seasons are so long, in times when the Phillies aren't the best, I am more of a fair weather fan. It's tough to watch 162 games it a year is. when your team is terrible. Yeah, I'm which the Phillies fan, have been so. for nine years, the last nine years. So, what you just said is you have commitment issues. Yeah. A little bit with the Phillies. They we have a very love-hate relationship. Yeah. Sure. Okay. Two thousand eight was a great year. Better That's what Pirates. I'll say. Better than the Pirates, I don't want to hear it. I'm a Flyers fan, which oh, is tough. God damn Which it. is tough. So all three of us in the Metropolitan Division. Yep. Uh, so, yeah. And then I also <laughs> am a very big Sixers fan because I do have a team to root for. That's the Major League Basketball? The Major League, League Basketball team in Philly. The Sixers. Major League Basketball League. Yep. Yeah. Uh, quickly, and, I forgot to shout out to my New York Knicks. Gang, gang. Yeah. Unfortunately. Carmelo Anthony. Carmelo Anthony. Anthony yeah. <laughs> yep. He was there one time. And then I'm also a huge college sports fan. Ever since I was very little, I watched Villanova basketball, which has been extremely fun to watch the last couple of years. They're in the National College Athletic Association. Yes, that thing. Yes. Um, the NCAA. One of the... Uh, NCAA. One of the... Yeah, NCAA. One of the worst institutions. if you will. One of the worst institutions ever. But we don't need to get into it. Yeah, we don't need to get into that right now. Very big Villanova fan. Yeah. But yeah, Philly sports through and through. Okay. Yep. Yeah. So that's what you guys have to deal with now. Um, Hopefully this takes off. Hopefully you don't just get irritated with us, you know, yep. shitting on each other. Yep. All right. Anyway, yeah. so let, in, in the note of that, why don't we uh, why don't we go into the debate segment? Okay. Uh, today's debate. What um, are we debating today, Brandon? I hope you boys are ready. Okay. Oh God. Flyers v. Pens. So, okay. Okay. Uh, long-rooted. Flyers versus Penguins. Long-rooted rivalry, mm-hmm. um, interstate battle. Some of the best outdoor games that you'll see. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Some of the, just the best hockey games that you're going to see. Yep. Uh, recently, it's been uh, Claude Drew versus Sid the Kid. Mm-hmm. Um, most recently, uh, the Flyers showed that uh, they can they can put some some pucks on net. They can play it. Yeah. They yeah. could play a 200-foot game, Yep, and uh, they're back to their winning ways. Mm-hmm. Uh, when we get back, we are going to have the discussion. Flyers v. Pence. Can't wait. Cool. All 
All right, everybody, welcome back to Amateur Hour. We are moving on from our little Super Bowl segment, and we are going to get into our debate segment now. Can I ask you guys a quick question? Yeah. Yeah, what's uh, going, going on? Going back to the Super Bowl? Yeah. Sure. Who's going to have the best commercial this year? Who's going to have the best commercial? Like which company? Yeah. <sighs> hey, Am. Hey. My hey, wife. Take it easy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, Am will have the best I commercial. I probably will. And uh, that's Emily from Micah. Yeah, that's my wife. Hello. She's distracting. Us. OG supporter. Yeah, she's the. Yes. She came up with the name of the podcast because yes. she's smart. Yes. So we should be shouting out Emily as well. So yeah, shout out to Emily, Emily for Micah. for naming the podcast. Yes. Oh, Etc. Recognition. All right. Perfect. Feel appreciated. So we're probably all right. So who's doing the best still, commercial? I was yeah, just talking about the commercial thing. Let's get on to the debate. All right. Probably Pepsi or something. Yeah, some or shit like that. Doritos or something. Dumb. Yeah, who cares? Patrick Mahomes, the State State Farm commercial. He'll have the best commercial. Let's be honest. Last thing we'll say about it, I guess, every year the commercials get fucking worse. No, they do. Worse, worse, dude. Ten years ago, Super Bowl oh, commercials yeah. were fun. They were cool. Well, they were funny. We they were younger. clever. Yeah. Well, if I see that everything is so Darth artificial. Vader kid selling uh, me another Volkswagen. Give me a fucking He's break. probably not uh, a kid anymore. That's a yeah, how long ago was that one? That was all right. Yeah, Twenty years. Anyway. Argue with me, dude. Let's get into it. All right. Let's, so what is right, so, so right, right, Let's go to the moderator. Friends. Let's go to the moderator. We're gonna go to the moderator. <laughs> Keep your voice down. Me and Joe. Okay, take your Me versus Joe. Hey, moderator. Calm down, bud. Moderator. So, what are we gonna be talking about today? Yeah, Flyers versus Pens. Okay. Long rivalry within the NHL. Long rivalry within the state of Pennsylvania. Um, both. Passionate fan bases. One has hit success more recently than the other. I would argue that um, there is a changing of the guard that we saw this past week in so much as one is on the way up. The other is riding a relatively old team. Um, so the kid is getting up there. See, these are all things I agree with. <laughs> Said the kid. Uh, what, I, what I say is fact. Um, yeah. Allow it to be law. Um <laughs> So, with that being said, uh, I'm going to let Victor start the debate. I'm sure he wants to talk about this so last week's game. I want to start. He's got no, no, no. I want to start off this debate, actually, okay. with a little statistic here. Okay. okay. Wait on. I, I'm going to give that. you the numbers, and then I want okay. you guys to guess what this is. Okay. okay. Go for it. It's three numbers. Okay. It's the record. 157. Hold on. Oh, it's 157, 104, 30. Okay. What do we think that number is? Joe, I'm going to let you guess first. It's a record against the Pens, right? The Flyers are against the Penguins. Is that your guess? Is that your final answer? Yeah. Okay. Brandon, what's your guess? Same. Flyers are against the Penguins all time. Okay, wow. You had to That's, I, so that is what it is. Okay. It's the Shit. Flyers record against the Penguins. I looked Penguins it up earlier time. today. Now, while I, I will say, I am right here reaming at While us. I will say, oh, the Phillies coming out, dude. The Phillies coming out. While He's, I will say, the Penguins, yes, have keep saying out of recent the success. The Penguins can't beat the Flyers. It doesn't matter how good they are. I don't care how good they are. Win all the fucking cups you want. You can't okay. beat the Flyers. You can't beat them at home. You can't beat them on the road. You're not going to beat the Flyers. The Flyers have had a tough time this season at home, though. Yes. They have. But needs historical. So, yes. yes, I will say whenever the Penguins <clears throat> face off against the Flyers, it's some of the most annoying, like, pull-out-your-hair moments of games that I watch. I mean, yeah. besides the Caps. But fuck the Caps. We can all agree on that. 
Fuck the Capitals. The Capitals are just they're dirty. fucking abhorrent. They're horrible. That's the thing I'll say for the Flyers. You know, they're they're not they're physical. They're a very very physical team. Um, they're not they're not the Capitals. No, like uh, no. I'm not gonna go. Caveat, I'm not gonna go because on the off chance that this gets Alexander Ovechkin. We can all agree one of the greatest pure goal scorers. Oh yeah, absolutely. oh yeah, hands down, yeah, absolutely. Okay. Cool. Yeah, yeah. Just, you know what? Yep. The no. Islanders play sure. him a couple more times. Tom Wilson. Tom Wilson can go fucking die. Yeah. He can go to hell. Tom Wilson it might be, uh, but also most... for sure, don't say that. No deaths on anyone. No. Yeah. Well, die is in like his uh, career. Career. Yeah. Yeah. His sure. career. Self esteem just ceases to um, exist. Family so, issues. No, dude. All right, sorry. Nothing, nothing good. So anyways, yeah. Okay, back to the back to the pain of the flyers. So yeah, what I was saying, it's like, you know, hair pull out moments because you guys are very physical and we are not. That's just something we have. I, I mean, with, with, with the exception Broad of Latang and Gino. Bullies. With Latang and Gino, who are both getting, as Brandon said earlier, they're getting up there in age. They are. Um, it's tough to see. Um, I've got full faith in Jim Rutherford that he's going to find some more guys because he has all year. Like second in the metro with little babies playing on the ice. It is annoying. That's the one thing about Jim the Rutherford is Jim Rutherford is a he's a boss. We can all agree on that. He's a fucking boss. Well, the thing the about Penguins have the next man up mentality. Mm-hmm. Just grab it. But do. let's so keep annoying. this in yeah. mind. Islanders. Uh, well, we're talking about the goals. we're talking about the. I just got talking about. I just got to interject. Okay, it's got to interject. So keep going. Watching the Flyers. Um, you guys are you're you're more physical, and it's almost like when the Penguins play the Flyers. Uh, after just a little while, they lose their drive. Um, I don't know what it is. We look, we start looking slower. Um, we're we're just slow to the puck. We dump it way too much against you guys. It's so annoying. And I'm not on the ice. You know, I don't know what's going on. I'm not on the ice. I'm just sitting there pulling my hair out. They dump the puck. Uh, they, they're, they're normally a fast finesse team, but that kind of goes out the window because we're just not physical. We never, we've never really been a physical team. What I don't get is the flyers have all this success against the penguins recently. If they just played like that against everybody. Well, there's definitely like, there's definitely anger. There is. And it's beautiful. It's it's beautiful. It it is. It is. But why is it only against the penguins? So I think it's just. Hey, I think Elaine Vigneault is just all the hate. Yeah, Philly's too spiteful of a team and too spiteful of a city yeah. to just be good all the time. Yeah. They can only be good against for bragging rights. Yeah, Just out of spite. That's all that matters. Yeah, spite's all that, that matters. matters. But like, I think Elaine Vigneault, and we'll kind of move this into the d- debate. Thank goodness he, for Elaine Vigneault. I will say, while the Flyers are still inconsistent this year, they definitely they seem a bit different as a team. And what it, what it is, and I think what we saw in the Penguins game, the way that he wants his Philadelphia Flyers to play mm-hmm. is a defensive uh, juggernaut, yeah. yes, mm-hmm. who's going to force you out of the center mm-hmm. because the Penguins are going to thrive yeah. by not necessarily playing off the boards, but playing through the neutral zone, mm-hmm. playing up ice yeah. in the center. When they were able to take that away, create offensive chances, yep. the Flyers saw success. Mm-hmm. When you look at that team, you think that it should just be like an offensive juggernaut when you have guys like Giroux, Voracek, Couturier, players mm-hmm. like that. But the strength of that team really is in the defense. Provorov, yeah. Goss, Despair, Sam, Sanheim when he's playing, Haig when he's playing. 
Carter Hart when he's healthy is an extremely just that year Carter Hart had last year was just unbelievable. It's been a, it's been a bit rockier this year, but that's okay. Um, Young goalie maybe, taking his licks, and I think that that's where we should kind of take this debate is on the goalies. We have Matt Murray, who brought he brought the Cubs to Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. Ar- yep, arguably, arguably. Yep, and versus a young goalie kind of finding his sea legs. He had a lot of success. What did, I didn't watch the game. Was it Murray or Jari in that? It might have been Jari. I think it, it was Jari. Nevertheless, you have a, a, a goalie core who has the experience versus one that's not. We saw that the one that didn't necessarily have the experience show up in the big moment. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, go ahead and debate on the two goalies. What do you see from them? What do you like? What do you know? So just basically what we like about our goalies? Matt Murray's a two-hit wonder. Matt Murray's a two-hit oh. two wonder. All right, man, oh. explain that. Let's Matt Murray that. is going to be the Eli Manning of the NHL. Two rings, two great moments. Other than that, completely average career. So, And he already had his two great moments. I, I think with Carter Hart, the best take. is yet to come. That's a hot take. Okay. All right. Um, I disagree with that. Clearly. Um, Murray, so. Murray, Murray's had so, he's had his issues. He definitely has had his issues. But have you ever seen the man play? I have. Like, like actually, he is insanely fast. Now, he's got to work on his glove side. He really has to work on his glove side. How often can a goalie get hurt, though? I think you'd be surprised at how often it. Can. I mean, yeah, that it happens so, a like lot. I said, Carter Hart's gotten hurt this year yeah. too. But like, it's, it happens a lot. But the thing, the thing with Murray, like, he I had his look- ups and downs when we won the cup. Like, he had his ups and downs. He's he he's had his ups and downs all throughout. But he always comes back and comes in typically in key moments when we need him. Now, do I think Matt Murray was a is a is a better goalie than Mark Andre Fleury? Okay, see, you gotta keep us. That's why we have the moderators. Yeah, you, you, like I think Flurry is the better goalie. I mean, but Flurry's old and gone, and I think anymore. you know, getting rid of Flurry. Uh, let's keep it on keeping, the two teams here, boys. Keep no, I'm still talking about my goalies. And yeah. Keeping Murray was a was a good goalies. one. I think that was a good choice. I think Murray has a lot left. I think he has a lot to give. I think he's How old is he's Murray? got speed. He's like thirty. Nah, he's not that old. No. Well, look it up real quick. He's, if he's in his thirties, he's not thirty. If he's like twenties, if he is in his thirties already, he's not in his thirties. Definitely not in his thirties. He's not. He's like twenty something. If he's anything older than twenty, he's twenty five. Twenty five. Okay. 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 Same age as me. <clears throat> Same age as you. You're yeah. older than me. And I could play goal. No, you can. One of the things when it comes to a goalie, too, like I think so there's something to be said about like. Just unbelievable saves and like reaction yeah, times and whatnot. Matt Murray has some frequently. Carter Hart's entire year and a half career is just him making these just crazy acrobatic. Just how the fuck did he save that saves? That's his entire career, pretty much so far. Taking a ton of shots when that defense isn't playing well, they're giving up a ton of shots. A lot of pucks are going at the net, mm-hmm. and there's a lot. There's definitely a lot of games where. Even if Carter Hart's given up two or three goals, he's probably seen just an insane amount of shots that game. You can only stop so many. Yeah. The things that Carter Hart can do in that net is just – it's ridiculous. It's yeah. highlight real stuff. 
And I think that flare effect. I would a say lot. Murray has those saves though too. Honestly, I would say Murray has those like holy shit. Where was that puck? I didn't see that, but he somehow saw it and was able to like. Murray's down again. Murray's definitely also had the advantage too of being able to have those moments in games that matter yeah. in the playoffs and stuff. And yeah, I know that we're debating the two teams. Most of those holy shit saves happen to just come against Islanders. So <laughs> teams that can't finish. And the other thing is, the other thing is, uh, you're not wrong. Jari is is. Starting, the, you know, everyone says we have a goalie feud in, in Pittsburgh. I'm not going to get into that right now. That's something for later. Yeah. Um, we do. We don't have a goalie feud. We have two very talented goalies. And I'm pretty sure it was Jari playing against the, like I said, I didn't get to watch the against game. Against the Flyers. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't watch that. I don't think I watched that game either. Yeah. Um, but Murray, I, I think we've got some time with Murray. I mean, he's 25, as we just figured out. Um and he's quick, and he makes those holy shit things. So I think saying that he's, you know, he's already done, you know, he's done. I think he's doing no. a wonder. No, I don't I think, think he is. We need, we need another Flyers Penguins playoff series. Oh yeah, whenever no, there's a Flyers Penguins, oh, absolutely. Series. That one, what was it like six or seven yeah, years yeah. ago, oh, where every game dude, was like ten to seven, literally biting my five. nails down yeah. to like just insane. Just, where you yeah. had the, the fights with Drew. That mm-hmm. was probably <laughs> other than the Cup year that. Giroux hit and then goal mm-hmm. hit on Crosby just right off the faceoff and then mm-hmm. goal 10 seconds later was one of the coolest, mm-hmm. just most alpha things I've ever seen in a series. Literally that hit and that play had people debating after that series as Claude Giroux, one of the best players in the world. And I think it's hard to see. But we all see how that sort of turned out after the fact. Well, yeah. I mean, there's still He's, he's yeah. consistent. He's, he's he consistent. is. He's very consistent. Yeah. Right. But yeah. the Flyers just there's something about that team where they just can't. They they're very good at they're very good at against the Penguins just um, shutting down Crosby yeah. and Gino. Yeah, like basically not letting the big names dictate. Yeah, the game. they like they literally take away our speed, and I think a lot of it has to do, and they've done it. I can't even say it's age because they've done it all throughout. Um, I think they just. One, one, it's spite. It's just you're running on pure Philadelphia spite. Filled. Yep, um, completely on. And they, state. they know how to take our speed, like take the wind out of our sails. To use a metaphor, you know, like yeah. they know how to do it. They know how to gas our guys. What a way with words. Oh, I'm just great. With the words. fact that you need to point out when you use a metaphor is just absolutely beautiful. yeah. Well, I just yeah. So um, let's uh, let's let's transition a little bit. We're going into the All Star break. It's going to be a much-needed break for Flyers, Penguins, every team. Yeah. Um, yeah. Let's just do a quick overview. We're at the halfway point, boys. Mm-hmm. Um, this is around the time that St. Louis flipped it around last year, mm-hmm. ends up becoming a cup. I'm glad that you said that. Lay it on me. I, today I saw a picture, perfect what they like to call bulletin board material. Mm-hmm. I guess not really. Is that a metaphor? Material. Yeah, no. Okay. Did, maybe. Did I happen to send this picture? No, you did okay. But it's really not bulletin board material. But it was just the NHL Twitter account tweeted today if the playoffs yeah. started today. And it was oh, like I saw that. Yeah, 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 yeah. I saw that today. And I was like, it's just – it sucks not seeing the fucking Flyers in it. But sure. you have the Penguins, the mm-hmm. Capitals, and the Islanders. Mm-hmm. And the fucking Hurricanes. And it's just – Oh, the Hurricanes are wild card. Hurricanes are wild card too huh. right now. And the Blue and Jackets are wild card. Terrible. Yeah. It makes me feel terrible because – even though the Flyers have Elaine Vigneault, and I do think things are different, this year has looked just like years in the past. 
a good spurt of games, mm-hmm. a terrible spurt of games, and then just an inconsistent mix of good games and bad games. But giving up seven goals to the Jets one night, and then the next night beating the Bruins two nothing. It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> That's just the epitome of what the Flyers have been basically my entire life watching them. Other than 2010, when they made yeah. it to the Cup. Sure. I think that uh, a lot of that comes from when they brought in Elaine Vigneault, he didn't necessarily get to make his team, right? He had players, and, and he could send players to the AHL and things like that. But he hasn't been able to say, okay, this is our identity guy, right? So, like, when the New York Islanders play anyone, more times than not, who do they start? The fourth line. Who's on the fourth line? centered by Casey Zizekas, and they'll interchange players, but it's usually Matt Martin, Cal Clutterbuck. What does that line produce? Real quick. Laying on it. Oh, no. Best name in all professional sports, Cal Clutterbuck. Are you kidding me? And no, Casey Cal Clutterbuck? That's a good one. When I first heard his name, when I heard a broadcaster say his name for the first time, yeah. I was speechless. I was like, this is amazing. Cal Clutterbuck. That's a good I name. almost bought his jersey. Just uh, so you can say yeah. Clutterbuck. And I think he played for like the Wild or something at that point. Didn't he play for a team before the Islanders? Is yes. the Wild a team? Minnesota. I'm just – Oh, my God. But anyway, going back that. to it, what does this team produce? Or what does this line produce? Speed, hard hitting. They're going to make you play the dump and chase. Mm-hmm. And they're typically going to trap you yeah, in your true. zone. Yeah. If you look back to the very first game, I believe – of Islanders, Pens, where the Islanders swept the the Penguins, then went on to get swept by the Carolina Hurricanes. All respect where respect is due. The very first image that you see is Casey Zizekas slamming a pen into the boards. That's how the series starts, right? That's how most Islanders games starts. I don't think Philadelphia has that identity line yet. Yet. Yeah, and, that, and that's an important caveat. It is. They don't have You guys it. are – you'll yeah. get there. <clears throat> we'll see. I mean, we'll see. You'll get there. We've said – I mean, you've I've got had this. You've got, you've got coaching now. Yeah, that's true. I you think can, the coaching has been the biggest You'll get there. Thing. Dave Hackstall reminded me – Dave Hackstall was just the NHL version of fucking Chip Kelly in my opinion. See, I think that's a fucking – But also, too. let's not – Dave Hackstall. Hackstall. Yeah. It's from North Dakota, too, so you know. Oh, yeah. I'm far and I don't, I don't know what the power play numbers are for Philadelphia – Special teams in hockey, just like in football, mm-hmm. win absolutely. And at the beginning of the year, I remember like the first like third or quarter of the season, the Flyers were like just an unbelievable power play and penalty killing team. Mm-hmm. Like that was like there. I remember the few games that I watched. It was just they would constantly talk about the special teams. And that's mm-hmm. the thing. So, I need to I need to strap mm-hmm. in more in the second half of the season. But oh yeah, we'll this see. is where it, this is where it really gets interesting. Um, nothing the, like playoff hockey too, there's the nothing which is also gosh. why I want the Flyers to get in like <clears throat> I wouldn't say hockey is my favorite sport that I like to watch but the playoffs nothing, nothing like it yeah. no there's uh, playoff hockey is absolutely the best thing in the world it's a ridiculous atmosphere yeah. I can't get mm-hmm. off of it yeah so what we have in this game unlike other games is <clears throat> you look at the Metropolitan Division that's where all of our favorite teams are yep uh, the the separation of points is so narrow that it takes one in, in one injury, one proper call up, one guy just waking up and saying, "Oh wait, I get it." For everything to change, we saw it last year in St. Louis. Mm-hmm. Um, 
we saw it in those cup years with Pittsburgh as well, mm-hmm. especially mm-hmm. when Sullivan came on board. They went from looking Sullivan. very slow Sullivan. to just looking like, Absolute oh, what, beast. what's going on here? Yeah. Um, we saw it last year when Barry Trotz took the worst defensive yeah. team in the league. What a coach. Tur- Dude's a legend, too. What a coach. Barry Trotz, yeah. Um, <clears throat> brought him to be the most defensive team. Again, a lot of that has to do with Robin Leonard. Mm-hmm. Enjoy Chicago, man. I miss you. Um, but it all begins and ends with what is the identity of the team. Mm-hmm. And this is the time of year where coaches and GMs, we have trade deadline coming up. Yep. You're going to say, uh, probably on a whiteboard, because you know we see all those behind-the-scenes documentaries. Mm-hmm. Everything's written on a black, uh, blackboard mm-hmm. or whiteboard. What is – uh, whatever same thing. marker board whatever chalkboard yeah i don't know fucking writing utensil <laughs> yeah. um what is our identity going to be mm-hmm. right and so this time of year becomes very very interesting we got um a couple of players that could be interesting that flyers could go after that that the paints go after the islanders mm-hmm. can go after but the league is going through Washington right now. Mm-hmm. They look like the offensive juggernaut that Tampa Bay was last year. I don't think that they're going to get sucked in the playoffs. Um, I don't think there's going to be a uh, a drop-off for them. So I, I think that um, if we're looking at the Metropolitan Division and considering the rest of the East, <clears throat> the Metro is going to be between the Islanders, mm-hmm. the Islanders and the Pens. Yep. With uh, for the second and third spot, with Boston taking very clearly that first spot, Boston's uh, like a machine, Atlantic, yeah, <clears throat> probably Tampa Bay in that second spot. Talk yeah. about teams that can't beat Philly, Boston, <clears throat> yeah, that's a good one, exactly. So, I like that though, yeah, yeah, fuck Boston coming fuck down us. from 3 0 in a playoff series, <clears throat> nothing like sorry that. to all our listeners in Boston. If, if there's I, in Boston listening, I mean, if there's anyone listening, yeah, I mean, I'm glad you're listening, but fuck you, fuck Boston. Yeah. Uh, oh, fuck you, but fuck Boston. Yeah. In college, I went to a chubby. And fuck you, too. You remember those chubby shorts? The really, really short ones? Yeah, dude. The yeah. only shorts that one should wear. Uh, I went to a rally in Boston, and yeah. it was actually pretty tight. So, like, the city's pretty cool, and the Cheers bar is pretty cool, which was also a dope show. Okay. But your sports teams. Cheers was, Cheers was good, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, so, uh, big time year for hockey. Um, I'm not going to watch any of the all-star shit don't care no nobody gives isn't an nhl all-star weekend like the most it's, irrelevant here's a question it's actually right. kind of tight does they anybody have three on three hockey not, now they, they, they do but it's like does anybody watch like the pro bowl or the all-star game no, no one does nobody does okay. it's like all i see on my facebook feed because i follow the nfl on facebook but listen when all comes, i see is like oh the pro bowl oh look look at these like from 1998 look at brett Favre threw the ball at the target yeah the cares? actual game doesn't matter. It's the whole weekend. You know what I mean? Like yeah, when you think about NBA All Star Weekend, I know you don't watch a lot MLB. of basketball or MLB, but like yeah. MLB and NBA. Yeah, yeah. NBA All Star Weekend. It's all about the dunk contest and the three points. But I watch it. MLB. Yeah, it's, but it's entertaining. Yeah, MLB the home run derby. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's not the actual All Star game. Who yeah. actually fucking watches the All Star game? I don't need you know to hear I mean? someone like. Which is interesting too, because the MLB actually has an All Star game that dictates what happens in the championship. Oh yeah, no. Year. Yeah. So it actually matters. So with all that being said, let's um, let's move on. We have uh, a couple more interesting things to get to. We're going to go back to the world of football, talk a little Eli Manning, 
Um, announcing that he's going to be retiring on Friday. Very odd career. Then we're going to be talking about the life and times of one Antonio Brown. Great um, guy. Gonna, Lots well, to unpack there. Lots to unpack. Right. So when we get back, uh, going back to the world of football, um, to all of the NHL fans, enjoy the break, I think, as, uh, as Victor alluded to, with baseball. There are a ton of games to watch. Sometimes it could be a little much. Um, as much as this is a break <coughs> for the players, it's a break for us as well. Mm-hmm. Get a fresh palate, get a fresh mind. When we get back, some more football. All right, everybody, we're coming back from our break. We're going to be talking about football again. Um, I think the first thing we're going to be talking about is the wonderfully bizarre career of Mr. Eli Manning. Ellie Manning. Ellie Manning. Dude comes into the league. In 2004, with a temper tantrum and a bad attitude. Typical Manning. Typical Manning. Uh, now, uh, before we get into the mediocrity of Eli, quick fun question. <laughs> quick fun question here. Yeah. Yeah. Shoot. <laughs> Who had a better career, Peyton or Eli? Peyton. Peyton. You can't do the whole rings thing anymore. No, 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 see, no. That's no, what no, everybody no, no. always wants to predicate the argument on. Because so there's so much more that a quarterback goes into a Super Bowl ring. So then, who's so then who's so then who's better, Peyton or Tom Brady? Mm. Tom Brady. Tom Brady. Well, no, they played two different games. No, they didn't. They were both game managers. Something to think yeah. about. We'll talk about it in the future. Sure. But okay. we'll bring it back to Eli. Mm-hmm. As an Eagles fan, there's nothing I love more than Eli Manning, and that's because <laughs> over the past 15 years, 16 years, is a 10 and 21 record against. Just 21 mm. wins for the Eagles. A lot of them beatdowns. A lot of them just. I didn't know it was 10. 20, okay. 10 that's and 21. That's a, that's a record. He hasn't won. He's 0 for his last seven against the Eagles. Hasn't okay. won a game against the Eagles in three and a half years. Mm-hmm. So as an Eagles fan, I love Eli Manning because even those years that they were good and they were the number one seed and stuff mm-hmm. in the playoffs, sort of like your Penguins, just can't beat the Eagles, can't beat the team from Philly, which I take pride in being a spiteful Philly fan. Yeah, so I love seeing Eli Manning. Mm-hmm. All the Eli memes. I feel like the Eli memes were incredible. The Eli memes are incredible. Just his face, yeah, is funny to look at. It is. <laughs> he's, a, he's a goofy looking. Wait, dude. I'm gonna give this dude one bit of credit. Okay, when he did SNL, great job. Was that yeah. Peyton? No, both. I, I think that was Eli did it too. Yeah, Eli did. Great job. Anyway, tell you anything. That's not quarterbacking though. That's a, well, no. yeah. Let's bring it back. So uh, his career starts throwing temper tantrum. Yeah. Going to be projected to be drafted by the then San Diego Chargers, I believe. Or were they in LA then? Who cares? No, the Chargers. Everybody still calls them San Diego. It's literally nobody happened. cares about the Chargers. No, so they're going just, to London. Yeah. Or Toronto. Nobody will care about them then. Yeah. Uh, so uh, Archie Manning of the Houston Oilers, I believe. No, they are from New Orleans, so the Saints. I don't know. Yeah. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> Archie Manning. <laughs> it's the Mannings. Uh, they got Cooper. They got that other NFL Mafia. Texas. Yeah. yeah. Sit, sits his son down and says, hey, hey, boy, you are not going to play in California because you don't deserve sunshine. You're going to go to New York City where everyone's going to shit on you constantly. That's New York City. But yeah, that it's actually City. New Jersey. It is. It's East Rutherford. Rutherford. Yeah. Yep. I always thought that was weird as shit. Very close to where I was born. Yeah. It, yeah. It's very close. That's but, the thing. You can see New York yeah, City. Like then why does Jersey have to exist? That's a contact. That's contact. That's contact. That, yeah. So 
Anyway, uh, what ends up happening is Philip Rivers, Chargers, As the Giants mm-hmm. get Eli Manning in a wonderful, weird, wonderfully weird trade, mm-hmm. which leads to two of Tom Brady's Super Bowl losses. Brought to you by the New York Giants defense. Brought to you by the New York Giants defense. So, I guess the ultimate question, when we're looking over his career, the fact that he couldn't beat the Eagles, the fact that his defense, Michael Strahan, carried him a lot. Carried them. As we can see in the last four, Mm -hmm. five, six years for the Giants, haven't really been anything fun for them. Is he a Hall of Famer? No. As much as I hate Eli, I just... Here's the thing. Okay. okay. As much as I hate Eli, I mean, you know what? No, he's not. A he's Hall not a Hall. He's of not a Hall of Famer. He's not a Hall of Famer quarterback. I'm going to tell no. you why. Why? He is a Manning. We alluded to it. Well, he will be a Hall of Famer, but do we think he should be a Hall of Famer? It doesn't matter what the fuck we think. No, it doesn't. I think I... Dave Matthews Band should be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. <laughs> they got snubbed. All right. <laughs> hot take. That's hot a hot take. take right hot there. take. So, yeah. you know, whatever. Yeah. But that's the thing. Everybody's like, Eli Manning needs to be in the Hall of Fame. He has two rings. He beat Tom Brady twice. And he will Great. because that's he's a Manning. Yeah, but he, he didn't beat Tom Brady twice. The defense did. But mm-hmm. the quarterback. He's the quarterback, the and they yeah. get the glory. And, and he's the, a Manning. And here's what I will say, too. Regardless of how much we shit on him, the one throw to David Tyree, great. That was all David Tyree. Mm-hmm. Other than... Other than Eli avoiding the sack at the beginning. I will give him that. He avoided the sack. Mm-hmm. Really the sure. The best play of Eli Manning's career by far is not the helmet catch or anything. It's that throw he made to Mario Manningham in the second Super Bowl. Because sure. that was an actual, like, good throw mm-hmm. sure. that, yeah. like, an NFL quarterback, it's like, okay. It's like, yeah, NFL quarterback caliber throw. Other which... than that, Eli's career is just like, what is it? What else can you talk about other than it's, two Super Bowls? If runs? you look at his career, I think the summation of it, is mediocrity living but, in his brother's shadow living yeah. in his brother's shadow yeah. mm-hmm. arguably one of the greatest of all time if there's a mount rushmore peyton manning is probably mount rushmore jason mm-hmm. yeah or on it right yeah but looking at uh one person's career seeing where it ended up he played his career um danny dimes takes over what second game of the yeah. of the year Slanging it. And, well, just, just hocking him down the field. And we get the report that he retires. Mm-hmm. Switching over to the completely another side of the spectrum. Yeah. Where, well, you never heard anything bad about Eli Manning other than his on-field play mm-hmm. carried by the defense. We, we all know that. Now yep. you go to one of the best receivers the league has ever seen. Definitely. From Central Michigan, Miami, Florida, um, Pittsburgh Steelers. Buffalo Bills. Raiders. Rumors. <laughs> for like Denied the trade. <laughs> yeah. Denied the trade. Yeah. Thanks for not coming. I appreciate <laughs> you. Um, so, Antonio Brown. Uh, my first weekend here, I was able to have lunch with him by mistake at a Chipotle. Sorry. Very interesting. People, Great guy. There were so many people, now that you say that, when I was going to Duquesne, mm-hmm. people would just run into him at the Chipotle at Market Square all the time. All of the time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So how nice he was, how cool he was. Yeah, awesome dude. Um, Can I say look, one one thing about Eli Manning? I, we are on Antonio Brown, but sure. I need I, to hear this. I do need to say one thing about Eli Manning because it was something I, that I picked up on. I don't mean to like disorganize things, but I don't. One thing, it, it, back to his attitude and just his you know funny face. You know, you have all those oh, like yeah. memes of him sitting like all upset on the sidelines, you know, pouting. Um, 
the whole season, you know, he wasn't in. He wasn't playing, and he just sat on the sidelines doing nothing with his hands in his pocket looking like someone shot his dog. Yeah. You know, just upset. Now, I'm going to bring this to the Steelers. Of course. You can say whatever you want. You have Ben. He's got he's, – he hurt his arm real bad. Yeah. Dude doesn't pout, doesn't whine, picks up a tablet, puts a headset on. He's there every single game involved as can be. In gains the game. 30 pounds. Yeah, gains 30 pounds. Got just for wearing literally, an Apple Watch. Literally now. just – his beard is just, that's all the weight. Avoided yeah. the south side. Yeah. <laughs> Thankfully. But Thankfully. no, he was there. He was involved. And every time I would see, because my wife is a big Eli Manning fan, every time I'd watch a Giants game, you'd have Eli sitting on the sidelines, just completely honest. completely uninterested in the game, just sitting Tip, there. Just pure Manning. Just pissed face. off. Yep. So I don't know. Resting Manning face. I don't know if the Manning. Giants fans and the New York football Giants want Eli Manning teaching Danny Dimes. Two reasons, no. two different players, but also, do you want that mediocrity rubbing off on him? No. But he could at least show some interest is what I'm saying. Would you? It's almost like he's just pouting. Yeah. I mean, That's what I mean. It's like he's not even there. He's just sitting there. Like Mason Rudolph did that. You want to know yeah, who's absolutely not there? Antonio Brown, because he's officially in jail. As of Good 30 segue. minutes ago. Good segue. Is he? As of 30 minutes ago, he... <laughs> Turned himself in. There's a warrant out for his arrest in Miami, Florida. As we were alluding to, five years there. Arguably the best receiver in the league. Has a hot cup of coffee from Tim Hortons. Shout out to Tim Hortons. <laughs> and Buffalo um, from the Steelers. Goes over to the illustrious Buffalo Bills career. Mm-hmm. And let's not forget about the dynamite game that he had with the, the New England Patriots. Um, he got me some fantasy points. I drafted him. Good. That was, right. a, that was a big move wow. on that point. You, you're, you Mr. Mr. Uh, Mr. Big House, we can call him that now. So um, let's talk about it because he's probably never going to play in the league ever again. No. Um, no but it's, it's a sad thing because it you is. learn about his story. Mm-hmm. This is all he's ever wanted to do, play football. Goes to Central Michigan, gets drafted in the sixth round. Hey, by the way, Antonio Brown, if you're reading this, you're not the best sixth-round player to ever play. His name's Tom Brady. I don't like him as a Patriot. But if he played on the Buffalo Bills tomorrow, I'm hyped. Mm. Be the best Bills player of all time. Greatest Bills. Well, Jim Kelly, minor P's and Q's. OJ said that. Um, Oof. Phenomenal football player. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. OJ Simpson. So, uh, just a quick <laughs> <laughs> all right. just a quick aside. Uh, I have no problems with Tom Brady as a person. He seems like a cool dude. Other yeah. than the fact that he – Kisses every member in his family on the lips aggressively. You know, that's <laughs> – Anyway, so Antonio Brown, <laughs> other than that, yeah, we'll just – Yeah, we'll just, uh, we'll just go over that. that one real yeah. quick. Yeah, and Robert some, You had to say aggressively, though. Yeah. Some people think Antonio Brown switched after a huge helmet-to-helmet hit, knocks him out, mm-hmm. and everything switches. We know that CTE, huge issue mm-hmm. in football. We know what the symptoms of CTE are. One of the big things, uh, personality changes. Mm-hmm. Um, we saw it with, uh, and excuse me, I don't remember his name, from the Steelers, the first diagnosed case of CTE, ended up killing himself in a car. Mm-hmm. He was a, I believe he was a defensive player for the Steelers in the 70s. Um, just a very, very sad story that all of this talent, all of this charisma goes to waste. Um, 
in an extremely short period of time. No, yeah, extremely, yeah, yeah very short. It happened thing. very quickly. The game that gave him everything seemingly took everything away from him. Yeah. Like literally <clears throat> last year, last season, he was like still leading the league in touchdown passes. Everything fell apart after a year. Which it can happen that quickly. Yes, mm-hmm. I yeah. mean, look at. Look at uh, what we learned about Aaron Hernandez and CTE mm-hmm. there. Not that that was the whole part no, of the story, yeah, you but can't blame, you also can't blame everything on yeah on CTE. When you look at the size of the brain that they showed, right? So mm-hmm. we don't know and we won't know until whenever. Yeah. Whenever. Yeah. But I think a lot of it has to do with that. But at the same light, the argument could be made. Antonio Brown going back to his hometown, mm-hmm. Miami. Mm-hmm being around people that maybe are not the best influence, a bunch of mm-hmm. uh, quote-unquote yes-men. Mm-hmm. Maybe mm-hmm. you're tying into this behavior. Mm-hmm. And we're seeing that it wasn't the best idea because uh, staying in the spotlight for negative reasons yeah. only lasts for 15 minutes. Yeah, um, and His can, ceiling was incredibly high. Yeah, you can see it in just clips. Like if anyone's ever watched, you know, him going live on Facebook and just screaming oh. at police officers. Oh, it's just the most ridiculous thing I've yeah. seen in the past it's, several weeks. You, you, you can hear it in his voice. And I quote from one of those videos. Yeah. The Bentley stays, the brocos go. Yeah. <laughs> that was something. That was a, yeah. 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 Um, Great words. Of just very, them. very aggressive. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I'm not going to say that I know what's going on in his personal life. I just read today too, that his, uh, Girlfriend's trying to take, you know, full custody of his kids, um, saying that he's not all there and that he, a lot going he can't. On there. Yeah, there's a lot going on. Now, the the exact story, um, the exact story kind of goes, just to put it in a nutshell, um, he had his stuff ordered from his home in California uh, with a moving truck. Uh, the moving truck came up, asked for four grand. Brown didn't want to give it to him, sent the guy back. Um guy left and then they the company called the the moving truck driver and was like hey he's willing to pay the money plus you know money for damages because ab had thrown a rock or something at the guy's door and dinged it up so he goes back i wouldn't have gone back he goes back um ab gives him four grand says you know here it is and he's like well what about the money for the damages they get into an argument again um the guy tries to get back into his truck ab jumps into the truck starts hitting him um which is just Totally classy. Yeah. And then his uh, trainer goes back and starts pulling stuff out of the trailer. And the guy, poor moving guy at this point, the poor, poor guy, (laughs) he goes, he says, hey, don't take that. That's that's from somebody else's house. And then. (laughs) Wow. Trainer goes into the car, removes the the keys from the ignition. Uh, Then the police show up. Brown quickly runs into his house, shuts the door. They arrest the trainer on the spot and then put a warrant out for AB's arrest and he turned himself in. Crazy. So that's where we're at. Well, good receiver. Crazy dude. The arguably saddest part of it all is he had an opportunity to be a role model for so many people Mm -hmm. saying, Hey, look at what I was able to do with Mm -hmm. my, uh, God given ability or whatever ability, Mm -hmm. however you got the ability, hard work. Um, but he didn't show that you can thus leave the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Um, when we get back, we are going to hear from Joe. He's going to talk 
directly to the Pittsburgh Penguins fans. It's going to be a bold move. R.I.P. Um, we will, uh, get ready. Pittsburgh. We'll see you then. All righty, folks. Welcome back to the pod. We are now going to hear from our resident Pittsburgher, our resident Yinzer. And at Joe. Yep. He is going to be addressing um, a portion of the Pittsburgh sports community now. Yes. So, Joe, if you would like to have your own little festivus here. Yes. We can, uh, so, without trying to make too many enemies of uh, my fellow Yinzers, um, I'd just like to address the Steelers fans that decide to become Penguins fans. Um, it's annoying. You hear them at the game. You see them at the game. They're the people that leave – and a tight hockey game, like in the second period, beginning of the third period. And it's, that's annoying. Like you're not real fans. Um, the other day, uh, Matt Murray let up two goals pretty early. You know, you don't like to see that from your, from your goalie. But they started Bronx cheering him, you know, he'd like skate to the side and everybody would clap for him. You don't do that. You don't do that to your goalie. You just, it's not what real fans do. And you hear the argument like, okay, they paid money. They bought the ticket. They did this. They did that. But those weren't Penguins fans doing it. It's it's not a good – it's not a great thing to do as a fan. And I feel like there's a big problem in Pittsburgh with a lot of uh, – so after, like, the Steelers are done, everyone, including Pittsburgh's radio hosts, decide, oh, yeah, don't we have another team? It's the Penguins. Yeah, let's, let's, let's start talking about the Penguins. And – those are the people that just need to stop coming to games. And Can you say which radio host uh, you were talking about exactly? Andrew Filipponi. Great. Okay, thank you. Yeah, My Little Pony. Um, they all start thinking that they know what they're talking about, and they don't. They come in when the season's you know well underway and start talking crap and booing my boy, Matt Murray, who won them back-to-back Stanley Cups. I love it. And that's all I got to say. I love your passion. I love your fire. <laughs> so you're calling out the Steelers fans that yeah. fall back on the Penguins yeah. and the Steelers. It's like, it's like they, they, all they do is bitch and moan about the Steelers, and then the Steelers lose, and then they're like, oh, I don't have anything to bitch and moan about. Oh, yeah, the Penguins. Do you have anybody you'd like to call out personally? Andrew Filipponi. Anybody else? Anybody else? Anybody that you know personally? Uh, I will say. As- My brother. Okay. I like yeah. that. Okay. Bad yeah. blood. Hot take. I just Hot want to call take. him out to, to call him out. Uh, yeah. Your brother's name? Matthew. Matthew. Ah, Matthew. Do better. From I'm going to give you uh, do yeah, better. Do better. Matthew. Yeah, do better. Yeah. If you're listening, do, do better. better. Yeah. Go talk about the Knicks. He's a Knicks fan. I don't know why. Me neither. <laughs> How would anybody remember? As a, as a Knicks fan, I was born into it, but like also me either. That's, <laughs> what, that's what everybody says. <laughs> like I'm, but yeah, no, that was, that was my point. Um, just stop pretending to be a hockey fan. If you're going to be a hockey fan, you can be a hockey fan, but it's it's absolutely ridiculous. Like booing and Bronx cheering your own goalie. Hockey season doesn't start in January. No, it doesn't. It starts, it starts for them in January, though. Yep. Because the Steelers sucked this year, and they needed something to to, to whine about. Fall back. Yeah. Pit, Steel, Pittsburgh fans. I'm sorry to say it. We're some of the whiniest fans in major league sports. We are spoiled. And Keep we going. just we just like that. <laughs> I feel like I you guys agree this. with this. Yeah, no, this we're is... spoiled little brats whenever it comes to things like this, and we always have to have something to complain about. 
Um, so basically what I'm trying to say is if you're going to go to the game, stay for the entire game, especially when it's a tight game, and cheer for your goalie. If he's not doing well, don't boo him. Don't boo him. Remember who's in the net because guess what? He came back and showed you all by winning the game. Because that would make you a Philly fan if you booed your own player. Yeah, exactly. You want to be like Philly? That's all I got to say. Do you want to be like Philly? No, you don't. It's a yeah. garbage city. Yes, you do. No, you don't. Yeah, do you want to destroy your entire city whenever you win? No. For the record, I was there after the Super Bowl. I was in Philadelphia the night of the Super Bowl. It looked like pure destruction and chaos. But that's just Everybody how Philly always looks. completely happy. No, that's how Philly looks. It always I've never looks been like around that many happy people at one time. I thought I've never been to Dave Matthews Band Oh my god. Shout out to Dave Matthews. Shout band. out to Dave Matthews band. Real, real you uh, come on the pot. Yeah. Yeah, I'm invited. Yeah, you got an Brandon's here for you. Oh open invite, Dave. Um yeah, just because we have to live here. Just stay what? for the game, sit in the traffic, go home. Yeah. It's everyone fine. does it. Obviously. That's why there's traffic. But it's also fine. you paid for the game. Just stay. Hey, if City you're not gonna stay, don't go. City of Pittsburgh have better public transportation. Up next, we have uh, Victor's basketball update, and we'll see you then. Hey, guys. Uh, this is Joe. Welcome back to the podcast. Um, we're going to go over to Victor here, and he's going to talk about my favorite sport, um, Major League Basketball. Yes. The MLB. Um, the MLB. Joe's favorite league. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so I think basketball, at least in the last couple of years for me, it's definitely grown on me the most. Working for like a college basketball team and actually sort of being up close and being in it, I've had a way bigger appreciation for basketball. Um, and right now, too, especially like for the game of basketball, there's just a lot of cool stuff going on. The NBA, I will say, the NBA is very interesting to watch. It's, um, I think it's the definitely the biggest sort of diva league, if that makes sense. Um, it's a lot flop of, city. yeah, flop city. A lot of it is like wearing an outfit on like the tunnel before a game. Like, I, I don't know if anybody that, to, like, that JJ Redick podcast or anything. Well, I do like that stuff and I do think it's cool. I think a lot of it is more just like appearances and whatnot now, mm-hmm. um, which is sort of why I like just in general, I like college sports better than professional sports for sort of that reason. I like, in the college game with even how weird the NCAA is and stuff sometimes. I like how passionate it is. People are playing to sort of get to that next level. So they're not necessarily just playing for a check or anything. They're being driven sorely, purely by their passion for the game. Um, the NBA right now, though, is very exciting. Last couple of years, it's just been Warriors, Cavs, Warriors, Cavs, Warriors, Cavs. It's all anybody talks about. It's all ESPN talked about. It's exhausting. Completely exhausting. And as a basketball fan – not that that was bad for the game or anything necessarily, just because it was an extremely high level of basketball, but it was just, it was exhausting to watch. Um, now this year, things are way more wide open. Things are way different. Um, you have the Lakers out in LA coming back up to prominence again. You have a bunch of teams in the East coming up, sort of looking strong. You have Boston, you have Milwaukee, you have Philadelphia. As frustrating as Philadelphia has been this year, you still have them in the mix. Um, so there's a lot of cool things going on with the NBA. Zion Williamson last night made his debut, much anticipated debut. I think Zion, 
without taking too much away from him and just sounding like a hater, he is a very good basketball player and he is a freak athlete just in general, regardless of basketball or whatnot to be like 290 pounds and jump like 50 inches in the air just doesn't make any sense. But he's definitely not the next Michael Jordan. He's, I don't think he's going to be the next sort of cornerstone player. I don't think he'll get to like a Giannis level or anything like that. My comp, I love talking about comps. I'm sort of, I like listening to Colin Cowherd a lot. He does a lot of comps and things like that. My comp for Zion Williamson, I don't know, Joe, you probably wouldn't know much about him because you don't know a lot about him. Yeah, cool name. There, cool name. Cool name. But I don't know, Brandon, if you remember him at all, Zion is Josh Smith to me from the Atlanta Hawks. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Basically, Josh Smith, complete phenom coming out of high school, didn't even go to college. Just high flyer, highlight reel dunks, bigger dude, was going to come in, take the NBA by storm. Had a very decent career, very respectable career, but didn't really turn out to be like a Hall of Fame career or anything like that. That's where I, that's where I think Zion's trajectory is more like. Very exciting, very good brand of basketball. I just I don't think he could sustain it, and I don't think it's going to allow him to be one of the greats of all time. Um, with that being said... The college game, if you pay attention to college basketball at all right now, unbelievable time to be watching college basketball. Every single ranked team has just been going down. Ranked teams are losing to unranked teams. In any sport, I love parity. I love like whenever like an under I love the underdog always. If like my if like a Philly team isn't in it in the playoffs or whatnot, if I am watching it and paying attention, I always err on the side of the underdog. Yeah. Just a natural inclination. And this year, college basketball, it's just completely wide open. Every big team is going down. The big blue butt schools that always have success aren't having that success this year. And it's just completely wide open. Um, And you have sort of like a lot of different teams coming up in the mix. Like this year, local team, the Duquesne basketball team. Um, Talking about mediocrity, something we talk about a lot this, a lot tonight. Duquesne basketball is, Duquesne men's basketball is the epitome of mediocrity, not the women's team. The women's team is fantastic. But the men's team, Complete mediocrity, but they're sort of emerging now as sort of one of the premier teams of Pittsburgh, um, challenging Pitt for that role. Everybody likes to talk about Pitt and Pitt basketball. It's really sort of shifting a little bit. So a lot of things happening in Pittsburgh when it comes to basketball and just the landscape in general is just very exciting. Um, We'll be able to cover a lot more in future episodes, but for now, um, sort of just being being a general fan of the game of basketball, a lot of exciting things going on. I think one of the more alarming things when we consider Zion William Williamson mm-hmm. um, Zion yeah there was a really? report that he had to be taught the proper way to run yeah something is fundamental to the game of basketball running yeah having to learn how to properly run it's it, wild it, it's a, it's a crazy thought one of the, there's the flash and the dance mm-hmm. but when you look at who are the greats? Mm-hmm. It was all a cerebral game. Yeah. Kobe Bryant. Yeah. Black Mamba. Everybody said cerebral assassin. Yeah. Michael Jordan. Yeah. He had flashes. He had the dunks. He had the tongue, mm-hmm. the flu game, mm-hmm. all of that stuff. Cerebral assassin. Mm-hmm. Um, Magic Johnson. All, all of the greats. Yeah. It was none of the – A lot of the guys now that they like into the greats and stuff, like Damian Lillard and players right. like that, just killers. Right. Yeah. Uh, LeBron James, even to an extent, he has the flash, mm-hmm. but he has that 
cerebral aspect to his game. And so you have to respect it. Mm-hmm. It'll be interesting where, where Zion lands. I think him having to be the face of the New Orleans Pelicans, it's going to be tough. It's going to be a mm-hmm. tough road because, and I've been, I don't, I've actually never been to New Orleans. Um, Interesting city. Great food. Great. I, I bet. Very hot and muggy though. But the food? I feel as though. Uh, yes. And I, everything. I feel as though, regardless of the food, that city is much like Pittsburgh mm-hmm. in that their main team are the Saints. And if the oh, Saints yeah. aren't playing oh, yeah. and the Pelicans aren't doing well, mm-hmm. they can give two fucks. Yeah, they can. So us. it's going to be a tough road. Mm-hmm. Um, Definitely. It's it's like Eli Manning getting thrown into the spotlight in New York. Mm-hmm. How is he going to react? Yeah, exactly. So. And we'll see. I just don't know of Zion if that – Big freakish body could just hold up. It's just it doesn't make sense. So tell me, uh, early, not early, uh, recording on January twenty fourth. What's your early prediction? Who's winning March Madness? March Madness is impossible to say right now. Which is sort of like I mean, it's sort of impossible to say every year. But there's at least always a couple favorites, a couple teams where you're like, okay, this could definitely win. But that's the thing about college basketball. Why is it going to be Gonzaga? It could very well be Gonzaga because Gonzaga is actually one of the most experienced teams in the country. They have probably, I would argue, a top two or three coach in the country. And even though they're a mid-major, they play supreme competition, non-conference every single year. So it could very well be Gonzaga. And that's the thing about this year. There's going to be a lot of different mid-majors in the mix, which is nice, which is going to be very cool. I don't think it'll be Gonzaga. I think... Syracuse. Definitely not Syracuse. <laughs> not them this year. Jim Behan doesn't have it anymore. It could be like a Michigan State or somebody like that. But that's the thing. I couldn't predict. The NBA, it's going to be the Sixers when all said and done. But You know what? I actually like that prediction for the Sixers. We'll see what happens. Uh, Boston. Also, too, for the record, while sort of wrapping up this segment, this is a LeBron greater than Jordan podcast. As a resident basketball guy. Sorry, Joe and Brandon, if you disagree on that. LeBron, greater than Jordan. We could talk about it in the future, but that's where this podcast I'm going is. to have uh, an asterisk on that. Uh, played two different styles of basketball. One. Two different decades where the game was different. Two. True. Also, Shorter shorts. Get out of here. Go take a walk. <laughs> also, Kobe Bryant. We'll talk about it. it we'll get there. Right. Yeah, we'll get there. Um, coming up, I am going to – I'm going to – bitch about Patrick Mahomes and what everyone's saying about him. And I'll probably bitch about some other stuff coming up. Welcome back to the podcast, everybody. Um, we're going to turn to my, uh, my good friend, Brandon here, and he's going to go on a little, a little rant about uh, Patrick Mahomes. So, we're not professional sportscasters, but we're also not professional sportscasters. We have a podcast that talks about sports, ipso facto professional sportscasters. With that being said, no, it doesn't make any sense. I see your face. I know it doesn't make sense. I, it's getting there. It's okay. starting to Just come talk there. about your boy, Pat. <laughs> not my boy. So, your boy. <laughs> Here's the thing. You turn on ESPN, you listen to radio, sports radio. Everyone's saying Patrick Mahomes, greatest of all time. Dude's played two seasons. 
Been on team for three. What's up? You want to know who else ESPN deemed as the greatest of all time or started comparing to the greatest of all time? Later. Jeremy Lin after like two games in the NBA. Uh, hold on. So ESPN seems to have that sort of. We don't talk about Lin Sanity and a bad note. We don't? He has a ring? Kind of. Uh, uh, we'll get there. We'll get there. Anyway, so listen, great talent, tremendous arm. Has a football IQ probably out of the, the, the roof. But he hasn't done anything. Won an AFC championship. That's cool. The Bills have four of those. What is he going to do February 2nd? Will he win? We don't, don't know. He, I don't think he will. I don't think he will. Is there room for improvement? There's always room for improvement. But to say that this guy, with two seasons that he's played, his rookie year, he was behind a very talented Alex Smith, <clears throat> that he is the greatest of all time, that's tough to say. Because when we talk about gunslingers, the greatest of all time is one Brett Favre. If you look at Brett Favre's numbers throughout the years, they, they weren't spectacular. In fact, they were Jameis Winston-like. So who's the greatest of all time? Still Tom Brady. It's still, it's yeah, it's it's still Tom, Tom Brady. Brady. Right. So for <clears throat> sportscasters yeah, to, say, to say, hey, this guy throws a football 80 yards. This guy can come back in two playoff games against the Tennessee Titans – Team who none of us saw beat what I nobody saw that coming. Nobody saw it coming. Yeah. And uh who is the other team uh that I'm blanking? Houston. On? Houston. Yeah. A Houston yes. team that should not have beaten the Buffalo Bills. There was a safety. Let's not get into that game. <laughs> sure. Yeah, we'll give you that. Um it it's really tough to say, right? It is. It, can we say that he's played elite defenses in one? Yes, he, they, he, they, the Kansas City Chiefs beat the Patriots in the regular season, but it was banged up Patriots. Mm -hmm. If the Patriots are hundred percent and they have all of their weapons, mm -hmm. does it happen that way? Mm -hmm. Does a twenty-five-year-old Tom Brady versus a twenty-five-year-old Patrick Mahomes? Is it the same result as Patrick Mahomes? Go into Foxborough and win? I don't think so. It's nah. it's tough to say. Granted, two different kinds of play. Mm -hmm. The Tom Brady Tom Brady's going to be throwing what at average five yard passes, things mm -hmm. like that, right? But he does it so well. It's what we talked about. Well oiled before. machine. He's a well oiled machine. He is the Michael Jordan's Michael Jordan podcast. We all he is. The LeBron James, the Kobe Bryant, he has a way to dissect. We've seen that Patrick Mahomes under pressure can be calm. So maybe he's this generation's Joe Cool. But to say that he's the greatest of all time, it's disrespectful to the people who have put in the time. It's disrespectful to the people who have won the championships. It's disrespectful to the people who unfortunately are named Tom Brady. <laughs> yeah. So when we get back, we're going to help you win some money. Hopefully, we're not liable. Uh, no, Victor, not at all. Not at all. Victor is going to uh, –
give what he believes is his sure shots of the week. Um, shout out guarantees. To These Don't guarantees. guarantee it. No, they're, no. They're going to win you so much money, no, I promise. We are not liable. Take this as the end-all, be-all of any gambling needs you have. He's from Philly. If you want to win some money, listen to Amateur Hour. But also, we are not liable. And if you have a gambling issue, make sure to call one 800 I don't know what the number is. Gamblers Anonymous. You know what it is. You've heard it before. So, hey, Just shout stop out. gambling. Shout out to Tim Hortons. We'll catch you on the other side. Hey, guys. Welcome back. Thanks again for listening to Amateur Hour. We really appreciate you. Um, here with your sure shot, not sure shot. Um, not bets liable. for the week, not liable. Guarantees. Also, it's 1-800-GAMBLER if you do have a problem. Here's Victor with those uh, short shots. Listen, Not short shots. Listen, everybody. If you just want free money in your pocket every week, can't guarantee. you need to listen to the Amateur Hour gambling segment. We're going to think of a name of it eventually. It's going to have its own thing. But I like for that. Now, it off the tongue. 1-800-GAMBLER yeah. if you have a problem. Also, we cannot guarantee these. But we're guaranteeing these lines. So tomorrow, um, tomorrow, I guess that would be today if you live in the East Coast, technically – um, Friday, January 24th. But uh, I love the over in the Milwaukee Bucks and the Charlotte Hornets game. It's over 218.5. The Bucks are averaging like 130 fucking points a game just by themselves right now. So I like that over. Um, and then also tomorrow night, too, the Grizzlies travel to Detroit to play the Pistons. Um, the Pistons are minus two and a half. Grizzlies are plus two and a half, even though they're on the road and it's a young team. Grizzlies have a way better team. They have John Morant. They have Jay Crowder. They have Jared Jackson. Young and experienced, a bit inconsistent, but I definitely think they get the job done tomorrow in a mediocre Detroit team. Gets a mediocre Detroit team. And then also tomorrow night, um, you'll see one of the recurring themes for me on this podcast is going to be shitting on the state of Ohio a lot. Um, Hell yeah. Which is one thing I think we can all unify on, hopefully. But tomorrow night, the Minnesota Golden Gophers travel to Ohio State to take on the Buckeyes. Minnesota's plus eight and a half on the spread. I like them. Buckeyes have lost six of their last seven after being a highly ranked team trending in the wrong direction. Minnesota team trending in the right direction. I like Minnesota plus eight and a half on the road tomorrow night. Uh, go Golden Gophers. And like I said, all three of those picks are guarantees. Nope. You can lock them in. Not. If any money that you may want to gamble, use it on those three picks. And um, you're going to win. One eight hundred gambler. One eight hundred gambler. Also not guaranteed. And even though this is the first episode, first one, first set of picks, I will be giving you my records every single time I give you picks for each sport, so you'll start to see that the numbers speak for themselves. Yeah, he's really rich. So rich in knowledge. Yeah. All right, coming up, uh, we have some more thank yous to give out. Also, the picks are not guaranteed. 1-800-GAMBLER if you do have a problem. Hey, guys. Welcome back. This is the end. Episode one. We did it. Um, Thanks so much for for sticking with us. We appreciate you so much for listening. It's not about the destination. It's about the journey. Shut up. Couldn't have said it better myself. (laughs) Exactly. Um, again, first one, we're going to be switching it up every week, but you can bet on this is guaranteed. Uh, we're going to be talking about just like my lines and picks, not his lines or picks are guaranteed. 
Uh, we're going to be talking about the NHL. We're going to be talking about the NBA. We'll be talking about the NFL, especially in the preseason. We may even dabble in the XFL because that's yeah. football. That'll be a thing. <clears> and a supposedly thing. they are changing the game. It's going to be exciting. So we'll have to we'll have to look. We're going to talk baseball next week. We give you our takes on the cheating scandals that are just sweeping Running baseballs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so stay cheating, tuned. That's right. Um, Bill Belichick. Hannes Wagner. Bill Belichick. <laughs> All of the above. All of the above. So make sure you uh, keep an eye out for our blog. It's going to be Amateur Hour Sports. Check us out on Twitter. At Amateur Hour Sports. At Amateur Hour Sports. Um, follow us on Instagram. Yep. Have Instagram handle to be determined, but we'll let you know probably next I'll put episode. it on Twitter. Yep. We'll Everything it. will be coming through Twitter. Um, share us with a friend. Share us with a family member. Give us a listen. Give us a, a subscribe. We really appreciate you. Uh, Tim Hortons, big shout out. We have no sponsors yet. Just want to shout out to yeah, Tim, it's Tim Hortons. Um, Timmy Host. Uh, great coffee. Great coffee. Great donuts. The Timbits are uh, fantastic. Timbits. You got to come Timbits. on Don. Come on Don to Pittsburgh. More of you. Yep. Yes. Uh, Tim Hortons, you're more than welcome in Pittsburgh. We love you. Also, big shout out to Will Smith, Martin Lawrence. Bad Boys 3 was banging. No pun intended. Need to go see it. There was a lot of shooting. Um, fantastic movie. You laugh. You feel a certain kind of way. You you just have a smile on your face every single time. Will Smith, Martin Lawrence, fantastic job. Great work by both of them. Yeah. Uh, just want to shout out Andrew Filipponi again. Um, yeah, better. dude. Just do better. Stop pretending to know about the Penguins. Uh, in fact, just stop pretending to know about Pittsburgh sports. And um, I don't know, dude. Just quit. Be better. Be better. Be better. Yeah, no. Don't quit. Be, be better. better. Just be better at what you do. Um, yeah, that's all I got to say. I definitely just want to thank anybody who may have taken the time to listen to the podcast. Um, hopefully you guys come and hang out with us whenever we have an episode. Um, we're definitely going to be getting some more interactive content. We're going to be talking about a lot more stuff. Um, hopefully starting soon, we'll be having some cool guests come on the show. Um, whether it's soon or not, we do plan on having some really cool guests, some people that we know, maybe some special guests and some more high profile people as well. Um, but we'll get there eventually. Um, until then, I hope you just like listening to the podcast and hanging out with us and we'll see you next week. And remember, if you can't be a professional, be an amateur.